Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Episode 250 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Gusto, easy online payroll benefits and HR for modern small business. Demo Gusto free for three months when you run your first payroll. Visit gusto.com slash read to lead. We need to put more value on what we've learned, all our experiences, what we've invested in in ourselves. Um, Often we take that for granted or we think it's not as valuable as it is. Hello and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. I'm Jeff Brown. This is the podcast that's dedicated to your personal and professional growth, where I believe that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then intentional and consistent reading is a must. And what we want to try to do here, uh, as well as in my book club, Read to Lead University, is help you take what you're learning and put it into action. Helping us do that today in the area of building or starting your own business is Natalie Sisson. Natalie first appeared on the show way back in episode 23, over five years ago. Her brand new book out now is called The Freedom Plan, Redesign Your Business to Work Less, Earn More, and Be Free. And among other things, I'll be asking Natalie to share about how to create and design your perfect day, the important distinction between being self-employed and running a business, how to scale things like your virtual team and the pitfalls to watch out for, and more. Natalie says, and, and I would tend to agree, that most people live the life they think they, they have to live. They're, they're unfulfilled, overworked, stressed, and, and stuck in a system that exploits them instead of helping them achieve their highest potential. Can you relate? Well, living a fantastic life and running a rewarding and profitable business can go hand in hand, and that's what the Freedom Plan book is designed to reveal. Basically, you'll learn exactly how and what you need to create your own unique freedom plan that allows you to do the work that matters and that gives you purpose, all while living your perfect day every day. Sound good? Great. Well, Natalie Sisson is a freedomist, entrepreneur, best-selling author. She's a sought-after speaker, one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, according to the Huffington Post as well. After eight years in the corporate world, Natalie left her high-paying job in business development to join the entrepreneurial world as a co-founder of a technology startup in Canada. She went on to start her blog and business The Suitcase Entrepreneur in April 2010, turning it into a thriving multiple six-figure education lifestyle business. She could run from just a laptop and her smartphone from anywhere in the world. Now she teaches thousands of entrepreneurs around the world to fast-track their own business success and design a lifestyle they love through content, books, courses, group coaching, and speaking. She's also a contributor to Thrive, Forbes, and Lifehack, and she's been featured on many other publications and media outlets, including 60 Minutes, Yahoo Finance, Huffington Post, Guardian, Daily Mail, Sydney Herald, Mashable, and more. Well, Natalie's brand new book is called The Freedom Plan, Redesign Your Business to Work Less, Earn More, and Be Free, as Mel Gibson once put it. Freedom! (laughs) One of my favorite movies. Uh, Natalie, it's been a long time. Welcome back to the Read to Lead podcast. 
It's so lovely to be here. And I think you'll find it was freedom and oh, yeah. as he had his guts ripped out of him and he was like, you can't take this away from us. I always think of Mel Gibson, actually. Yeah, I should have put a little bit more oomph behind that. One of the things you reference in your book, a term you've coined that I really like and I'd love for you to, to riff on a bit, is this word freedomist. What, what exactly, Natalie, is a freedomist? It's a great question. I think you get to define it for whatever you want it to be. But in my mind, a freedomist is who someone who holds freedom as a very high value in their life and seeks to live their life according to having more freedom in it. I guess that's how I describe it. Um, but I, I really love that people can sort of set their own agenda for what freedom means to them and then describe themselves in that way. I'm a big fan of Carol Dweck's work on mm-hmm. mindset. A mutual friend of ours, Farnoosh Brock. Um, has recently written a book called The Serving Mindset that addresses mindset as it has to do with selling specifically. And you start off the book right away addressing mindset for those who who want to create lifestyle, freedom-type businesses. Uh, Talk a bit about the importance of mindset in your view, Natalie, when it comes to to realizing ultimately this, this, this dream life. Yeah, I think it's everything, if I'm really honest. And I'm also going to caveat here that I am not a mindset guru. I'm not a the master of it. I still am fathoming everything for myself. But I do know that where your focus goes, energy flows and that you are pretty much what you think. So if you're thinking the right things and you're thinking about how you want your lifestyle to look, how you want your career to look, how you want to turn up every day, your health, your wealth, your relationships, and you focus on how you want it to be, it's ultimately the way it is going to go. Um, and just so much as if you focus on all the things that aren't going well, more of that's going to turn up in your life. And it, it seems like such a basic concept, doesn't it, Jeff? But mm. it's so true. And there, the thing about mindset that I find fascinating is it's a muscle that needs to be exercised every single day. And you can't just leave it. You can't work on it a few times and then assume it's going to always serve you. So in the book, I'm really attempting to get people to realize that if they want their perfect lifestyle, they actually have to do some clear thinking about. They get to daydream. They get to imagine. They get to um, take themselves away to where they really, really want to be and then start matching up the gap between where they're at now and what they really want out of life. Well, Natalie suggests that you, you take time to do what she calls creating and designing your perfect day. And I love how the chapter that talks about this begins, Natalie, with with your story of what your perfect day looks like. I just loved just the, the word pictures you, you created as you were sharing that. Uh, talk a bit about this exercise specifically and, and why you feel it's so important. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most fun exercises you can do. So you <laughs> essentially even just take a blank piece of paper, give yourself half an hour. And from the minute you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, you write out what you would be doing on your perfect day. So that includes, you know, do you exercise in the morning? Is there some romance time? What's your breakfast look like? Where are you actually based? Are you by the ocean? Are you in the mountains? Are you in the city? Right through to sort of what you spend your time doing during the day. And what I find fascinating about it is if people really love what they do in terms of their work or career, they will put that in. But for some people, their perfect day doesn't include any work. Um, It includes painting or gardening or, you know, movies or travel. And the 
point that I find so fascinating about it is it is a fun exercise, but often what happens is people look at it and they're like, hang on a minute, I'm already actually doing quite a few of those things. And if I just added in this buffer, if I got up a little bit early, I could be reading books, I could be meditating more, I could be taking more time off in the afternoon. Uh, If I took myself off to, for example, a swimming pool, I could get my fix of being by and in the water, even if you don't live near an ocean. And I think the thing is that it gives people the possibility to go, I'm actually closer to it than I think I am often. Or if this is how I really want to be living, then what am I doing right now? Um, So it's a very empowering exercise, but it's also something that blows my mind that people just don't do. They kind of like let life happen to them. And we've all been there. Um, And they also let others dictate how their day is spent. So the clearer you can be about exactly how you want to wake up and spend your time right through until your head hits the pillow, um, the closer you're going to be to actually achieving that. One of the things I've learned the hard way these last about five and a half years is that there are some things I should be doing in my business and definitely some things I should not be doing in my business. <laughs> what do you mean when you refer to to someone's entrepreneurial uh, superpowers and, and, and how do you go about helping someone, uh, a client, maybe uh, determine uh, what they are and what they aren't? Yeah, it's a great question. And I love the idea of superpowers because I'm not talking about being superhuman here, but I'm really talking about tapping into your sort of zone of genius. That place when you're doing the work, you feel really in flow. You can lose track of time. Not the kind of work that you just makes you want to pull your hair out. Uh, you just come to a stop with it. You feel really frustrated. And so more people should be doing their work in their zone of genius or using their superpowers. And one of the tools that I really love that I refer to in the book is something called Wealth Dynamics. Essentially, it's an entrepreneurial test. And it it comes out with these eight profiles around where your sort of superpowers sit. And I why I find it so fascinating is, and I also make my team members do it and even some clients, is it just shows you why you get lit up about some work mm. and not others. And if you know what lights you up and where you should be focusing your efforts, the point is to redesign your business to be doing more of that and outsourcing or delegating the rest to people who love doing that type of work. Um, because we just life's too short to be spending it doing the wrong things or the things that you find incredibly frustrating. And I'm not saying shirk responsibility that you know every single one of us has to do some stuff that we're not joyous about but if we can be doing more of the stuff that lights us up then that is where we want to be mm. so the wealth dynamics test is, is one way to do that it's sure it's powerful and it's really guided a lot of my decisions about where I want to be spending my time and what I have then started to outsource or systemize or hand over or kind of actually get out of my business so that I'm not having to do those things mm. one of the things I like that Natalie includes along the journey of reading the book is a number of different resources, many of them for free, available at her website, thefreedomplan.co. So be sure and check that out. Another resource I want to be sure you're aware of, especially if you're starting a new business soon or growing an existing business, is the resource provided by our sponsor. That's Gusto. Gusto essentially is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small business. Gusto does things like automatically file and pay your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to take care of your team and keep your business safe. And Gusto works with you. There's unlimited payrolls, off-cycle payrolls, multiple states, multiple schedules and pay rates, direct deposit, checks you can print yourself. Gusto accommodates employees and contractors, basically everything you could need. And it keeps everything in one place all online to help you stay organized, take care of your business, and manage payroll at your computer or on the go. And Gusto is also going to integrate with many of the tools you're already using to make your life easier. 
You can now demo Gusto free for three months when you run your first payroll. That's right. Free for three months when you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash read to lead. Again, that's gusto.com slash read to lead. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, probably identify with this. Uh, when I started a lifestyle business, I actually struggled, Natalie, with the idea that I could create things that, that people would actually pay me for. Programs and coaching and courses, having you know worked a traditional job for so many years. Talk a bit about the, the birth of, of your brand and, and maybe share what we might be able to, to take away from your experience and, and apply to our own lives. I know I totally am with you on that because when I first started um, and everything I was doing is for free, creating mm-hmm. blog post after blog post, putting out tons of free content. And when I first actually decided to encapsulate some of that into an ebook and then into an online course, I was just blown away when people actually bought that. <laughs> I was just like, what? This is amazing that, that when you package up knowledge that is specific and you know unique to somebody's situation or their problem and you can solve a challenge, people are more than willing to pay for that. Mm. And I guess an example that I actually recently put up on my vlog, because I went back and did the numbers, was from blog to actually my courses, my book, speaking, retreats, workshops, I'd actually managed to make half a million dollars just through content, really, like in terms of repackaging content, repurposing it, putting it into different formats, turning it into courses, into workshops, retreats. It it really blew my mind that a humble kind of blog, and it doesn't have to start with a blog, but just information in the right right way, put it out in the right way through the right person, because people really buy into people. There's lots of people teaching the same stuff out there, but people really buy into the person and their values and how they deliver it is just quite an incredible business. And I think it's just that we need to put more value on what we've learned, all our experiences, what we've invested in in ourselves. Um, And often we take that for granted or we think it's not as valuable as it is. It's not a main point uh, from the book, but but you make a distinction between being self-employed and in running a business. What's the difference? I think I read uh, through, I, I can't remember the source right now, but I remember reading this sort of big, long, heated discussion article online about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm, I can't really call myself an entrepreneur. Or if I am, I'm not doing a great job of it because a real business has, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, systems, often a team, a lot of it's automated. And the difference being is that if you were self-employed, you're wholly in the business. And if you got sick or if something happened to you, things wouldn't be happening. You wouldn't be earning revenue up to a point, right? Whereas a business should be able to operate without you. It's very much like Michael Gerber, the e-myth, that you should get your business to a point that you can step out of it and have other people run it. It's all documented. It's all running smoothly. It should go just as well without you. And it, that allows you to then work on the vision of it and the strategy um, and the things that you really want to be doing. So that's when I was like, wake up call for me at the time, because I was very much self-employed and everything revolved around me. And if I killed over, there was going to be a problem. I can remember a few decades ago now in college, uh, one of my uh, business classes having to create, Natalie, these really long business plans. And I ju- it was like writing a term paper as far as I was concerned. I just could not stand that process. And I love that, that you introduced this idea of, of, a, of a one-page business plan method. Talk a bit about that and, and, and why that can work. 
Yeah, well, I think it came about because of the same experience you had, but mine was actually in a, a tech company that I co-founded. Mm. And we put together probably about a 30 to 40 page business document. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, the process of actually researching for that, putting all the numbers together, really figuring out who our ideal avatar was, who we wanted to go after, our competition was really worthwhile. But the point was nobody read that document. We didn't even read it. And it was supposed to be like a living, breathing document. We'd send it off to potential investors. I can bet your bottom dollar they didn't read it. <laughs> they would have just preferred like a one-page summary, quite honestly. And no doubt you've heard of and talked about the Lean Business Canvas, which is essentially a one-pager, which is a really neat way to kind of almost do a SWOT analysis of your competitors, your strengths, your customers, your offerings. And I've taken bits from all sorts of places over the years and just formed it into my own one-page miracle plan because I like to be able to see everything on one page. You can stick it beside your computer. You can take it with you on your phone. You can have it as a screensaver. And ultimately what it does is it gives you a really good guiding principle for the next three to 12 months of exactly what you're focusing on. What is your mission? What are your goals? And more importantly, what are the objectives to meet those? And then you plot out your revenue streams, your expenses, and that profit from that. And I just think it's like a guiding compass really that you can look at that at any time throughout the year and go, wait a minute, I don't want to go off track. I don't want to settle these new things. What did I say my plan was? That's right. Here it is. Let's execute. And the last little bit on the plan that I really like is your credentials, because I think it's really important to not forget how awesome you are. <laughs> and so by going, you know, I have this degree or I, I did this volunteering job or even previous work experience, things that you volunteered for, they all make up the sum of who you are and why you're worth it. So coming back to that question before about why will people sort of pay you <laughs> what you're worth, you need to keep reminding yourself. I find myself often talking, Natalie, to people who are traditionally employed and, and want to make that transition, venturing out on their own. And when I talk about taking things like like courses or programs or whatnot and, and putting those on autopilot using a sales funnel and start throwing those terms out there like, you know, I can earn money while I sleep. Really? Is this some kind of internet trickery or magic <laughs> voodoo that I don't know about? Talk a bit about sales funnels and, and why your business uh, needs to have one. I think I used to think the same. And when people would say, oh, I'm making money while I sleep. And I'd be like, oh, BS. And then I remember when it happened for me that I had produced a, a social media boot camp. I'd run it as a workshop live um, and with physical, you know, in person three times in Vancouver, Canada. And then I turned it into an online course and I started selling it through my email list to my community, through my blogging. And I remember that first payment and it was while I was sleeping. And I was like, overnight, like I woke up in the morning to see that somebody had purchased this. They'd already accessed it. They were already learning. I was like, this is amazing. And this was what eight years ago and um, it's just seemed crazy to me and then as I got better at understanding what customers needed and created more courses and you set it up with lovely payment systems and things so that they can learn on their own speed or even sometimes through live courses you literally can be if you have a great sales funnel which is the aim of turning anybody who comes to your website or who visits you into and nurturing them into a customer um, a great sales funnel will allow you to consistently make sales um, and revenue from your products and services and so it's totally real. And I think once people experience the first time, they're like, why wasn't I doing this all the time? But for those who are sort of sitting back and used to more traditional business methods, which I think are probably dying of a fast death right now, um, this should be quite common sense to a lot of people now. It's, it's e-commerce. It's everything you buy online. More and more people are turning to it. So it's very natural for people to be able to do this themselves. And it's what makes possible working less and, and, and earning more and having more freedom. Exactly. And working on the meaningful stuff. Yeah. 
Well, at some point, if all goes according to plan, you, you got to begin thinking about, you know, as you scale this, maybe adding some team members, virtual or otherwise. What advice, Natalie, would you give here and what might be some pitfalls uh, to look out for that you've learned along the way? Yeah, I've people are always amazed at how many virtual team members I've had at points. I think I probably had about 30 people over the space of my time and they're never in the same country, never on the same time zone and 90% of them I've never met in person. Mm. And I think that's unbelievable. Like I think it's incredible that we can build you know, virtual teams, and these have all been contractors, none of them been full-time, but they've all had specific expertise in the area that I need, and some of them have come on during a launch or for a specific project, and then others have been with me for the whole time. But what I love is that most of them are freelancers, most of them are entrepreneurs, and their skill sets work really well in with what I need in my business. And they have absolutely allowed me to expand, to scale, to, as we've talked about, work on the stuff that I love, and actually ultimately to step back and many ways from doing so much of the stuff myself and handing it over to people that can just do it better. And so I think my biggest piece of advice around anybody that you want to hire is do it a lot sooner than you think. Mm. It doesn't need to cost as much as you probably think. You can start with a budget in mind. You can use something like Upwork and set your budget in hours so that you never feel you can't afford it and start small and start handing over the stuff that you really dislike. And the minute you start doing that, you'll you'll just find how addictive it is. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that you probably want to give everything away. So I think people get really tied up on, can I trust these people? Can I afford it? And isn't it going to take more time to train them? And the answer is, yes, you can trust them. Mm. Yes, it's affordable. And no, it's not going to take long to train them. In my book, actually, I give examples of exactly how to do that really quickly. Well, I've got a couple of questions uh, I want to ask you, Natalie, not directly related to the book. But before I do that, is there anything else from the book that you want to make sure that we know or walk away with? I just, I really hope people do pick up and read it and action it because it is a book that's around mindset, business and lifestyles. So there's a blend of inspiration and motivation combined with really practical step-by-step tactics. I hope you found that. Mm. Thankful that you read it. But I just, you know, it's something that people can refer back to again and again and put into place and they will have more freedom as a result. So that's my hope for people. I concur. I definitely believe it to be that and and more. I'm already looking at my mastermind group and we just started reading a book a month and this is a book I'm going to suggest that we read uh, probably starting next month. Well, uh, a question I asked you five years ago is a question I want to ask you again, but I'm going to challenge you for new answers, additional uh, Mm answers. selections, if you will. What I'm talking about is, Natalie, books that are having an impact on you. Now, last time uh, you mentioned Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You mentioned mm-hmm. Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins. You also mentioned Life of Pi and the Four Hour Work Week. So ultimately, I'm looking for books maybe that you've come across since that time in the last five mm-hmm. years that are impacting you and, and that, that you would recommend. Yeah, um, I'm so glad you reminded me of those because I always refer to thinking Grow Rich. Um, and so many other people do, but isn't it amazing that that guy wrote that book and it's so foundational? Mm. So a couple of, um, I've been really picking up my reading recently and also through audiobooks, which I love. I love all the mediums of being able to read and consume books. Um, and so one that has been deeply affecting me recently is Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm. Um, just because I'm, I'm wanting to spend more and more time offline, more off social media and getting back to this distraction free work where you're writing, you're thinking, um, you're collaborating, and you're just really spending two to three hour chunks or more getting the really deep work done. And it's been proven to make you more effective, more productive, a clearer thinker, um, and actually for you to go deep into your line of expertise and actually add more value. So love that one. 
I really have enjoyed High Performance Habits from Brendan Bouchard. And while you can buy the book, you can also get the entire audio book for free on his podcast. And Mm. for me, as somebody who's leveling up in all my areas right now, wanting to experience personal growth, but in less of the personal development way, but more related to my professional career, Mm. um, I've really enjoyed High Performance Habits. So I'd say they'd be two. And then from a a story arc, because I think it's good to mix things up, Mm. I really loved Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, founder mm. of Nike. Um, incredible book, incredible story, but just just so much depth and oh, so much wisdom and so much detail mm. in every single year of that business growing. Um, that really was quite insightful for me. Lots of takeaways personally and and on a business front. So yeah, that'd be my three picks. I, I just thought of an idea. I should start asking guests to stump me and give, you know pass out a prize if they can recommend a book I haven't read yet. I, I haven't read the the Brendan Burchard book, uh, High Performance mm-hmm. Habits. I have read the other two, so I'll have to check out that one. For Do I get now. a prize? You Do get, I get you, a prize? You get a prize. I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send you a book. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love books. Well, as as someone who has done and and continues to do a lot of, of keynote speaking, what would be some tips, Natalie, for other leaders uh, they could glean from you in regard? to delivering an impactful talk and a talk that's going to really uh, land with an audience and be memorable. You know, one of the most uh, challenging yet rewarding experiences I did was preparing for the TED Talk because mm. really getting something down into 15 or 16 <laughs> minutes is a is a feat. And so I, hats <laughs> off to all the people who've managed to do it. But what it, it forced me to do was really understand the power of storytelling and making it resonate with the audience with examples that they can see themselves in um, that create emotion and that also allow them to come on the journey with you. And the other thing that I learned about it was not to present too many ideas, which I think is mm enthusiastic speakers we all do but really just one or two key takeaways max from your talk because you want people to actually do something after it right like how many talks have you been to where you're like oh that person was a great speaker but you don't necessarily remember what they were teaching Mm -hmm. so I guess the thing that I really wanted is how do you make it memorable is is challenge their way of thinking but don't give them too many takeaways keep hammering home the point that you want them to learn or apply and you will be more successful that way Uh, well now that now that the book is out I, I I know you're still somewhat in in promotion mode, but beyond that, what's ahead for you and your team that you're excited about and, and looking forward to? Yeah, two things. You used one of the words already. I have a a side hustle that I started this year Mm. because I'm so passionate about books and I do think that there is so much more that us as authors can do to just go beyond the book. The side hustle is called Beyond the Book and I'm really wanting to actually do more of a done-for-you service and coaching for authors who have probably stopped at their book and been burnt out even by getting it to market but there's so much more that they can do. They can do speaking, they can do retreats, they can do online courses and they can market the book in different ways. So that's what I'm digging into learning and understanding much more about and mastering so that I can then approach authors who I think have amazing books and say, hey, have you considered all these avenues? And I've already got two clients which is really cool cool um, because I do think there's a big need for this and it's also a very competitive space but I think most authors don't always think beyond the book and they think that that is kind of like once this is out here it's going to open up lots of doors and it does but there's also so much more that you can proactively do yourself to 
to have a longer term game plan beyond the book. And the second thing is that this year I've gone back to creating content because it's something that I love. Not that I stopped, but I just wasn't as consistent. And the whole thing that I guess I built my business on and also my my knowledge and experience was around creating and learning and then teaching. And so I'm going back to creating more content. I'm bringing back my podcast because I love podcasts, just like yours. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be doing more vlogging. And I'm just going to be writing a lot more and actually live writing a book. And I'm just really excited about creating content for the pure joy of doing it and helping other people and helping myself at the same time to learn and understand some really key principles. So those are the two things that I'm focused on this year. Well, whether it's growing your current business or potentially starting one down the road. I think Natalie's book is a fantastic reference book for you to have at the ready as, as you go through that process. I've certainly learned a lot from it and, and a lot that I can implement into what I'm doing, even as someone who's been doing it for five, five and a half years. It's called The Freedom Plan, Redesign Your Business to Work Less, Earn More, and Be Free. And her name is Natalie Sisson. Natalie, thank you so much again for spending time with us and giving so freely of your expertise. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a delight. To find out more about Natalie and her work and the resources that we referenced in today's conversation, check out the show notes page I've put together just for this episode. You'll find that at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 250 for episode 250. Just a reminder, too, that registration for my private online book club is currently open. And when you join during the month of January, you get your first month for just a dollar. Readtoleaduniversity.com to find out more about that. I hope, too, you'll consider that free demo offered by our sponsor, Gusto, easy online payroll benefits and HR for modern small businesses. Get three months free when you run your first payroll. Visit gusto.com slash read to lead. And finally, for questions and comments on today's episode or the Read to Lead podcast in general, you can always email me, Jeff, at readtoleadpodcast.com. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead.